Gravitane Podcast. Dean Gravitane, you have Jeff here. Before we dive into the show today, we have some exciting news that we've been holding on to. As of this month, Gain Grow Retained is officially part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, and this becomes a really important milestone for our community and brings more validation to customer success. Uh, something I love about the HubSpot Podcast Network is all the inspiring shows dedicated to helping professionals learn, grow, and scale their businesses. Uh, if you love Gain Grow Retained and want to check out other shows like us, I'm a big fan of First Mil- My First Million, I Digress, and The Salesman. Check out all these shows and more at HubSpot.com slash podcast network. Welcome. My name's Anita Toth. I am your host for today. Uh, Dan Ennis is my co-host. Um, he's probably somewhere, somewhere in the background. And we are going to be talking about difficult customer conversations today. Um, we are going to do the breakout rooms first, about 30 minutes. Let me just advance my screen here. Once you get into the breakout room, I'm going to ask you, to just uh, briefly, if you could just introduce yourself, your name, your role, your company, and the industry you're in, then um, these are the two questions that are going to be discussed. You can either decide as a group, depending on how large your group is, to answer both, or you can just answer one. So share one difficult customer conversation you had, and I... and what you learned from it, whether it's in a positive, I learned how to do this, or I learned never to do that. Because we we all learn by making mistakes. And if you feel feel that you want to share what your learning was from either perspective, that is fine. And then the second is, as a CSM, how do you handle a difficult customer conversation? What are some of the tips you have? So whenever I do any sort of uh, hosting or any kind of event like this, I want people to walk away with very practical tips. And so this is is always my goal with that. And so for that, what we're going to do is uh, have you select just one person from the group to share a uh, in the summary when we all come together of what your group discussed. And if you could keep that in mind, maybe two tips that you heard that were helpful in learning to um, handle difficult customer conversations, then that would be great. I want people to walk away and go, you know what, I'm going to use what I heard today in my next difficult customer conversation, make it as practical as possible. So um, yeah, welcome. I'm going to put everybody in the breakout groups now. It will be 30 minutes. There'll be the uh, one minute warning. Um, I'm going to also, fingers crossed, try to share this deck in the group so that you can see the questions. If I'm unsuccessful, I just share, like I said, one difficult customer conversation you had um, and what did you learn from it? Or as a CSM, how do you handle a difficult customer conversation? I will try my best. So uh, here we go. I'm going to put you in the breakout rooms now and have a great discussion uh assign automatically i don't know how many people do we have we have 33 so let's try to keep it down to four or five participants per room okay sound good so that you guys can have a great discussion we'll see you in 30 minutes oh hey dan how's it going 
Oh, Excellent. There How are you go. doing? There we go. Yeah, I was on mute for good. a second. I was just typing out something. Did you want me to join a room or just chill no. with you? I'm good. Either. I didn't think so. I assumed not that I didn't click on the button. <laughs> no, good. But I hate that it puts us in the rooms when I know. So I just didn't be. click not now. I just did just click the not now and doesn't make us join. So yeah. Yeah. Scott, do you need to be hey, put in a room? Oh, if you want, or we can just hang out and BS. <laughs> Uh, I think, no, let's put you in a room. How do that we sounds do that? great. Let me, let me try breakout rooms. Uh, there you are. You're going to go to room six. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. See you soon. Now. Okay. So. Um. I'm going to make you co-host. Yes. Okay. So you're now co-host. Hey, uh, I think I was in room three and I just dropped, unfortunately. Oh, where are you? I can't even see you. Who Who's chatting to me here? This is Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey. You said you were room three, you said? Yeah, please. Perfect. You bet. Putting you back in. All right. Thanks. Great. You're welcome. I don't know if he froze or if he managed. I don't know. Definitely uh, shows good. him in there now. Though. Good, he's there. Perfect. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, and I guess I can stop sharing the screen now. And the Works recording pauses anyway, I believe. No. In. So we'll just let them come in. The breakout rooms should be closing any, any second now. All right. I think we've got everybody back now. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, before we get into the discussion, um, I would love to have one of those. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Um, <laughs> so far, so good for me, too. <laughs> uh, what we're going to do is just take a quick uh, group shot. Dan is going to do this for us. So, if you would like to put a smile on your face, uh, look towards your camera, maybe give a, a bit of a wave and we'll take it in what? Three, two, one. You want to count us down, Dan? Absolutely. Sounds okay, good. Okay, let's do this. All right. Three, two, one. Awesome. Okay, good. Now that that's out of the way, we've got uh, we've got about 20 minutes or so to have a discussion. I am really curious to hear how the discussions went in the breakout rooms. Um, I'm just going to open this up and have one of you uh, jump in and summarize, you know, just, just quickly the discussions you had in, in your room. Um, and if you could come, come with one or two tips that um, your group found to be particularly helpful in terms of having difficult customer conversations, that would be great. So who would like to go first? Just raise your hand and, and we'll go that way. It's probably the easiest way to do it. I don't know if you can see everybody, but I'm happy to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, Claire, take it oh, away. Oh, people are raising their virtual hand. I forgot oh, you could do that too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, good call. Good call. Yeah, raise the little hand that's under the reactions. That's where you can raise your hand. Thanks, thanks for calling that out, Claire. <laughs> um, okay, well, so yeah, I'll kick things off. And the biggest thing that I wanted to share, which we actually ended up uh, kind of realizing towards the end of our discussion, but um, we decided that instead of calling these difficult conversations, we're actually going to try to shift our perspective and call them meaningful conversations because we found like through all of our shared experiences, like usually those difficult conversations, those clients end up being your most loyal, well, they can be your most like loyal and, and meaningful um, and clients. So that was like a big takeaway that is just a little bit of a shift in perspective. And then um, two other bullet points basically was the importance of leading with honesty and just like, I'm sure everyone probably said that leading with honesty um, and doing some, you know, as much research in the back end as you can so that you can find the context or build the context to basically tell the story of what's going on so that it's more meaningful to the client. Um, and then finally to really focus on your action, like building an action item list for yourself and the client so that you can focus on what you can and will do um, instead of just really focusing on what cannot be done, which I think a lot of times CSM, CSMs end up doing because we love to solve problems. So when we, you know, when you can't get that direct um, resolution, it's like you kind of tend to harp on it. So just focusing on what you can do instead. I have to say, I really love this, this change in perspective to meaningful because it really is. And if you can, um, in these conversations, there's usually three things that in having them, um, I try to do one is to understand the actions that they are or are not taking. The second is their thoughts around how they see the situation, because it's often very different than my perspective. And the last is if you can tap into some of those feelings. So not only how they're, you know, feeling about the conversation you're having, but how do they feel about the situation? Because sometimes these types of conversations, um, they might not even really be aware of how, how big it is or what it impacts. And so I really like that um, change in perspective. Let's have a meaningful conversation about this particular situation it might be a bit challenging, but we're going to stick in there and together, essentially it brings you closer together, further develops the relationship. Wow. That's, that's awesome stuff. This is, this is really exciting. Thank you, Claire, and to your group. Um, and Susan, uh, would you like to, to share what happened with your group? Hi. Okay. So my group was uh, myself, Stephanie, Josh, and Munir. And um, one thing that we talked a lot about was emotional um, resilience. So we talked about how, um, you know, sometimes we're also as a CSM, a therapist. And so we need to acknowledge our customer's emotion, um, meet them at that point where they're at, and then be able to kind of put the emotions aside so that you can move forward in the conversation or in the actions. Um, because really, you know, it, it's, it can be very emotional, but um, 
like you said, in order to be able to move forward and have um, something that we can not, not just dwelling on what's maybe not working, but action items for what we can do to improve or to change. So that was one thing we talked about. Um, and we also talked a little bit about staying in contact with your customer, even if you don't have anything to, to update them with. Maybe it's a quick text or an email saying, hey, I don't have an update for you, but I wanted to let you know that I haven't forgotten about you. I'm still working on resolution or whatever it is that you're doing, but just so that the customer knows that you're still there for them and you haven't just forgotten about them and moved on to someone else. I love that. Um, actually, Dan's going to be talking about this topic next week, so I won't, I won't say too much about it, but how critical it is to keep the conversation going. Um, throughout. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you can show up with flowers and chocolates on Valentine's Day and fingers crossed it will make the relationship great if there's challenges. Or you can just occasionally do things along the way that can can have an impact just by letting, um, letting you know that you've been thought of, right? So it doesn't have to be something big and fancy, but it's often those small gestures, uh, like you mentioned, that can can help pave that path to a, to a deeper relationship. Uh, thank you very much. This sounds like you guys had a great discussion in your group. Thank you for sharing, Susan. And um, we're going to move on to Kevin. Thank you. So uh, my, my group was uh, Brandon, Chris, Evelyn, and Andy. And we talked about dealing uh, with problem customers and it, it kind of led us into this uh, rabbit hole where we kind of created a 360 degree approach. Uh, we talked about uh, dealing with the irate customers using uh, a method called the Dr. Cup method, uh, which was allowing the customer to vent and then reflecting back what the uh, customer said, including maybe some toned down versions of some of the insults they even uh, said, but you, using that as a mirror to reflect back to the customer, this is what you said. And then you'll follow up with the question, is that what you meant? And then that gives the customer an opportunity to uh, to calm down, see that mirror and and maybe even apologize on some of the things that were said and, and allow the customer to now focus more on the uh, on the issue rather than the, the, the attacks on people. Uh, so, and then you're able to come up with your solution uh, together at that point. Um, and then we also talked about uh, how to avoid uh, creating difficult customers by uh, identifying the early warning signs, building risk mitigation into your playbooks to minimize any pitfalls or uh, and, and overcoming any barriers. Uh, in your playbooks, and then also uh, applying measurable value to some of the verbal feedback that we get in our cadence calls that are not necessar necessarily recorded into the NPS scores, into the CSAT scores. All right, we wanted to take a minute. And if you haven't implemented a CRM system into your business, now is the time. A CRM platform is at the heart of scaling your side hustle into your success story. CRM platforms take any customer interaction and transform that interaction into valuable data and insights, allowing you to strengthen relationships with your customers and grow your business. With tools for marketing, sales, customer service, content management, and operations, 
The HubSpot CRM platform is fully customizable for whatever your business needs. Use HubSpot to meet customer demand, align your teams, and work smarter without slowing down. With total control and over 650 integrations, HubSpot is totally customizable and purpose-built for businesses big and small. Whether you're just getting started or looking for all the bells and whistles, HubSpot is the number one CRM platform for scaling businesses. Learn more about how you can customize your CRM platform with HubSpot at HubSpot.com. Now back to the show. Wow. Um, I don't know if while you were talking, Kevin, if, if you've developed the skill to read the chat at the same time you're sharing, but we've had several people mention in uh, Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference, which is essentially uh, talking about what, what you talked about in your group with, um, gee, it just went out of my head. <laughs> It just just disappeared. I, I'm I'm not going to pop back into chat. I do it's know on that you mirroring, touched, right. What was it? Jeff? It's mirroring, which is listening. mirroring. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. That's it. Mirroring. Um, there are two parts, which which it sounds like your group hit there, um, Kevin, and that is that there's the rational reason of the conversation, and then there's the emotional. And if you don't deal with the emotional first, then you're never going to get through to you know, what can we do to either solve this problem or what are the next steps we can take if those emotions don't have a place to come out and be dealt with first. So uh, love this. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, And the recommendations for the book, if you haven't read it yet. Okay. Thank you, Kevin and your group. Sounds like you guys did a great job. And uh, Stephanie, would you like to take it away? Hello, all. Um, my group who, uh, Jeff and Patricia, Patricia are still, um, in the call right now where we were chatting about the often, um, big disconnect, the fraught disconnect between sales and product and the sales team making a commitment up front that the product team is literally clueless about, uh, altogether. Um, and what this ends up in is my opinion, one of the worst things that you can do, which is overpromise and underdeliver. And then as the CSM, our responsibility is to play the mediator card is to then dive in even deeper with the client. Oh, what, what were you expecting? And wh- why do you need it to do that? Um, and then coming up with a creative solution. Um, or going to the product team and saying, hey, this is this was a commitment that was made, um, or this is something that um, w- was told was like already an offering and it's not. So like, what am I going to do? Um, and some of the things that we talked about were one, leading with curiosity within your own team, um, having empathy. I think it's really easy to go back to sales and be like, damn it, why did you say that? Like, and just immediately go into like finger pointing um, and instead really trying to understand from the salesperson's point of view, why did you sell it that way? What pressure were you feeling on your side in order to deliver, um, you know, this this dollar amount, this book of business? Um, and then even going higher up to like executive, like, is this our ideal customer? Is this who we should be selling to? Um, we talked a lot about, you know, if you see somebody um, or you see a, a lot of clients who all have a similar ARR and they're asking for the same thing, um, what is, what is, that's our problem. That's like a team problem, not just like a individual SDR or AE problem. Um, 
And then we talked about um, enrolling other SMEs within your company to go to the conversation with the client. So you're not just showing up as this face of, hey, I know everything because in fact, I, I do not. Um, so whether it's somebody from implementation, somebody from product, um, Jeff made a really good point that, you know, if product is saying no, then product needs to get on the call and product needs to say no, um, or else I as the CSM become the person who's like always like hammering the gavel and that really um, creates a, a disconnect in, in the relationship. Um, and then if, at any point the product team says, okay, great. We've had enough requests for this. Um, I mean, that, that was like a huge conversation was like just even getting in alignment with your product team. I feel like they're a black hole right now in my company. And I'm not quite sure how to like understand their filtering process. Um, what is on their roadmap exactly. So getting an alignment there. Um, but then if, if a commitment is made, like, Hey, product is going to follow through with this. This is the date. Um, really acknowledging with your client, like, the slate is getting wiped clean. Um, it, we're not going to continue to bring up, oh, well, you changed my CSM or, you know, this, that, and the other, like we are committing to this for you. This is the date that we're going to do it. And we're not going to go back and we're not going to keep revisiting things that are in the past and cannot be solved. So we're going, this is the date and we're going to move forward. Wow. Sounds like uh, they had, sounds like a, a great discussion and, um, you know, some opportunities to to strengthen relationships within the company to then make those difficult customer conversations a little easier um, because we don't always know the motives we the worst is when we assume we know the motives between you know why this was sold um, but really I love the idea going and asking and finding out and realizing you know perhaps they didn't even consider what the outcome would be because they were focused on this particular thing. So that knowledge really is power to then be able to, to take that to the you know, next level internally and then with the customers as well. Sounds like you guys had a great discussion. Thank you very much, Stephanie. Uh, we just have a few minutes left. So I am going to turn it over to Nathan and uh, let's, let's hear what happened in your group, Nathan. Well, I mean, I, I had... I don't know why I have to follow Stephanie. I mean, she just nailed it in so many ways uh, with a lot of things that our group was talking about. I think one thing that we just defined as well is that difficult conversations don't just happen with customers or clients, but they actually happen with internal teams as well. So I think that's something that we, my group, uh, which was uh, Anna, uh, Katya, Scott, and Rachel, we shared a lot of like just personal stories that we've had that had those misalignments happen, right? Where it was a missell, a misspeak, uh, not getting everyone on the same team or the same page for what we were doing for product. Like again and again, like those difficult conversations, they'll happen with customers for sure, but they're also going to happen internally. And I think the, the two practical things that we kind of took out that was like building respect and partnership is really key to, to solving those issues out. They're not always going to get solved out. Um, sometimes you're not always going to save the client either but they're really important to build those things and continue to do that because it's going to mitigate those things happening down the road. And then the second piece was uh, just be really transparent with the customer uh, that and take ownership of it, uh, right? Because once they're a customer, their customer journey is in your hands, right? As a CSM. So really take that ownership and like be that kind of voice of the customer back to your internal teams if that's where the struggle is, um, but also be the voice uh, to the customer from those internal teams if they don't have the uh, availability to have that kind of direct conversation from product um, 
I work in an industry that our product team doesn't, we're not one-off building things for customers. So it's like our product team will never talk, talk to a client unless uh, they want some insight or some feedback. But our job then is to kind of understand and synthesize whatever product team is telling us why we're doing this, why we're not doing that, you know, those things. We have to be the ones that can understand that information on the back end and then present that correctly to the customer. So that transparency um, to the customer is really, really important as well. So those are the two big takeaways that I think I summarized all right um, from our from our team discussion. Yeah, it sounds like with Stephanie's group, there was the focus on that difficult customer conversations can also start within that there's internal difficult conversations to have as well. And I think one of the challenges is that, you know, product has one way of seeing the issue. The CSM tries to interpret that to then talk to the customer who, who might use different terminology, sees it differently. And there's a real challenge there with the different language and the perspectives. And it's the CSM's in the middle. It's like your interpreter essentially going between. And it's a real challenge sometimes to, you know, get that back and forth. I don't know in your personal lives, but I know I've called up to, you know, try to explain it's this thing that when I do this, but I don't know what to call it. So you do this dancing around until you can clarify. And I really think that that's probably the key piece, even, you know, with Stephanie's group, that there needs to be some sort of clarity, transparency in why things have happened. Why did sales sell to that person? What is our ideal customer profile? And having that clarity, but that means having difficult conversations to, to get to that clarity. And it really is a skill. It's a dance. Um, we had a suggestion. I think Brandon put up a suggestion of um, fierce conversations by Susan. And that's all I caught. <laughs> I can't, couldn't see the last name. If you pop into to the chat, you'll see. Um, that's another recommendation. Um, recommended book that might help in building this skill, particularly if you're fairly new. Susan Scott, thank you. Um, in in terms of, of having difficult conversations. And I, I have read that book. It was it's been quite a while, but there's actually specific ways to have them. There are frameworks that you can use. So if you are fairly new and and you know maybe wondering how to do this, I know that book is a really great resource. We have um, just a couple of minutes left. Jeff, did you want to add something quickly? Oh, um, thanks. I'm trying to think. I had a couple run through my mind. First of all, I mentioned the thing on empathy, which you know, get first of all, you shouldn't be taking any abuse from customers or things like that. So if that happens, that's a different conversation. I usually try and have, if it's happening to me, my manager to the person who's doing it to their manager and being like, regardless of what's going on with the product, like that doesn't happen. And um, so that's, so that should be factored out of the equation. But that being said, if somebody's upset, as I said to my group, um, they could have made the decision to purchase your software. You might be at a startup and they said, Hey, like, let's not go with IBM. Let's use this startup. And then suddenly it's not working. And they're like, Oh my God, I could get fired. Right. Like, so that happened. I'm used to seeing that in the, in the implementation stuff a lot as well too. So trying to find out why they're so upset. Right. And sometimes you can peel those things back and the reason why things aren't working might be due to their company, right? And um, I think it was like last week or something like, I can't remember so many chats, but like, if you have like a voice of the customer and a voting thing, and then um, suddenly your customer realizes that, wow, nobody else is asking for this thing that I'm really asking for. Um, 
and they can suddenly start realizing like, hey, maybe we're doing stuff wrong, right? Like, and right. so I'm also trying to get to the point of like, in the whole fierce conversations and everything, just don't be the order taker and the checkboxer and the people pleaser. Like you do have to push back every once in a while. Like, and it doesn't have to be like, you're a jerk, I don't believe you. It's more like, well, can you actually tell me why you really need this or why can it, to get to the bottom of this, we need to understand the actual why behind some of these things. Yeah. Instead of being like, okay, I'll go check into that. Okay, our product sucks, I got you. Okay, I'll find out why it sucks. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, throw some humor in there. But like, um, I, you know, those yeah. are, things we can we can help out the situation as well with too very much so thank you thank you for adding that well we just have two minutes left so um i am i want to thank you for um this this sounded exciting um i i'm really like what came out of the discussion today and i want to thank you all for being um so open and sharing what you have learned uh, next week, oh, before I say that, this will be uh, part of the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. It'll come out in a couple of weeks in case you want to pass it on to someone else who couldn't be here. And next week, Dan is going to host the uh, CSM office hours. So I am going to uh, stop here and say thank you for allowing me to host this particular session with you and participating. And I'm going to turn it over to Dan and he can tell you about next week. And we'll close the meeting then. Fantastic. Thanks again for joining this week, everybody. Really excited for next week's conversation as well, where we will be talking about how to build customer relationships and how do you go deeper in those customer relationships, both in terms of multi-threading and building complex relationships with customers, as well as how to take those relationships past the surface level and build true advocates with your customers who are going to advance the same cause internally. So really looking forward to next week's conversation. Everybody's contributions are always so valuable here, and I can't wait to see what we all learn together next week. Right, Have care. a great day, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.